You're listening to Unseen Theatrics with Clinton Kamak. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Being able to work quickly, efficiently and being highly organised, caring, carrying and setting costumes around the theatre to help facilitate quick changes, today I'm talking with a dresser. Starting with a degree in performing arts, he started working in theatre as an usher and then moved to backstage for his first show as a dresser in Melbourne on Spamalot around 2006. Since 2011, he's been working in Adelaide on most of the touring shows. Please welcome today to Unseen Theatrics, Kent. Hi, Kent. How are you? I'm good, Clinton. How are you? Oh, good, thanks. Good, thanks. We're having a chat about being a dresser. You've got plenty of experience. So can you tell me what a dresser is to start off with and then what your responsibilities are? We're in wardrobe department. Yep. um, And wardrobe department can consist of different, lots of different roles. But um, my role is local crew. Our main job is to help facilitate quick changes, uh, costume changes in general, Mm -hmm. costume management Mm -hmm. so that that involves uh moving all the stuff around to strategic places where wherever you need them helping performers uh get in and out of stuff that they can't do themselves generally yep and some of it is pretty technical because it depends on the show but some some of the costumes are are like involve multiple sections and parts and things that clip on and various equipment like we just did billy elliott in adelaide um a little while ago and they were miners coal miners so they had uh, headlamps on their helmets Mm -hmm. and and battery packs so we were responsible for charging those and and just monitoring those and helping them like clip them on and stuff because they were sort of at the back so they couldn't really reach them themselves and we had some quite tight changes and quick moments so so that's basically what we're there for is to assist performers yeah a show is a fast moving train that doesn't stop until the end yep we can't stop either and they can't stop you know we're all working together to get this thing keep this thing running mm. uh what do you enjoy about being in this wonderful theater industry and being a dresser Live theatre, man. It's great. It can be really exciting when you're doing a show. There are certain shows that um, are really fast-moving and technical and and when you nail something, it's um, mm. it feels really good. But, yeah, I, I love a lot about it. The people I work with are great. It's nice to get to know touring crews that come and, and you spend that time. Sometimes it's a matter of months you spend with them on one season. Mm. And working with the other crew and seeing them do their jobs you know, around you because you're all kind of, you're all crossing paths all the time. But performers you develop quite close relationships with because, you know, you're, you're basically seeing them <laughs> at their most vulnerable sometimes because they're changing in front of you. And those changes can be pretty all-encompassing. They can, they can like literally take everything off in front of you and you are there for, with the next thing to help them into it. Yeah. It's very respectful, but you still manage to have lots of fun along the way. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I have heaps of fun in this industry. It's great. It's great. What are some personal qualities that a dresser needs? You need to communicate pretty well. You've got to be able to read people really well as well because yep. you're dealing with people really closely. Mm-hmm. 
because you, I mean, you're, you're working on a show with people closely for however long the season goes for. So that's got to be sustainable as well. It's like any any kind of relationship with anyone. Like you don't want to be too familiar with people too quickly because you know while you're while it's a fun environment and it's all exciting to begin with and stuff, they're there to do a job as we are. We really we need to allow that to happen and respect the way they work. Yeah, always because everyone has a different working style as well. Mm-hmm. You've really got to know quite quickly what people like and don't like in terms of what you how what you can do for them some people rely on you a lot yeah um and some people don't want to rely on you at all okay some people are just not used to having dresses they're not used to having people helping them put clothing on yeah not gossip Mm -hmm. too much about people because you know that's like everyone's everyone's different and sooner or later like it all gets back you say the wrong thing and it's not gonna look good on you so yeah get your work done I guess is the main quality. Understand understand the time that you've got to do things and get get it done. Yeah, within the time. Um, and you you literally you have to be you have to be pretty good at time management because you don't get given a break to get your head together. The show continues like this change is going to happen at this time. So yes. if you haven't done your other things that are for later on, then you're behind, and then you're you miss things and you forget things. Mm. And you've got to be pretty fit. As well, that's probably okay. another thing because you're doing lots of running around. Yeah, festival centre. We've got stairs up and down to the bottom level where wardrobe is, and then up to stage level. Mm. So you're running around, and you're quite often carrying heavy baskets or or costume items and or whatever around. And sometimes you're running them up and down the stairs, and you're up and down. You're on your knees a lot, and you're standing up, getting down, standing up, getting down. Yeah, fitness is pretty important too. Okay. Cool. I guess um, other qualities, like a little bit of respect, because you're seeing them in vulnerable states, so you kind of need to be respectful of that as well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You're quite often in a in a space, that a shared space, yeah. and that can be, because depending on the, uh, the setup, quite a lot happens unseen by the audience back behind the stage or mm. side of the stage in terms of what we do. Yep. Quite often, like an ensemble, cast of a show will, will live, basically live behind the stage wherever they can fit i mean we're, we're really lucky at festival center because we've got the space that it's quite it's deep and it's wide mm-hmm. there'll be a cast behind the stage um that's their change area yeah and depending on how that's set up sometimes they're separated into male and female sometimes they haven't been some shows have been just all open yep. with a row of chairs and it's the whole like it's male and female and everyone changes sometimes to literally nothing. Yeah. You've absolutely got to just focus on what you're there to do and who you're there to help. Yeah. And generally performers are performers understand that. If they've been doing it a long time, they un- they understand how it works and they're not that inhibited. Mm-hmm. They get it done quickly. They they're used to doing it. And if we're doing our job properly and we're we're being respectful, we are not making them feel uncomfortable in any way. Yeah. And and also, you know, depending on who you're dressing, you know, you're when you if you're dressing kids, which we've done quite a lot because we've had shows like The Sound of Music or Matilda, uh, operas have had kids in them. I mean, it's shared around because depending on where you are at any given time will dictate who you're dressing, you know. So if you just happen to be on that side and you're there, that's part of your plot. Yeah. You know, you have to be absolutely aware of literally just doing your job and getting the change done. Yeah. I'm guessing you've got some sort of a, a basic 
toolkit or sewing sewing kit with you? What things do you carry with you? It's weird what you find useful. You know, roller gaffers always kind of handy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I never I never have any when I need it. You know, you tend to sort of carry around safety pins with you and pre-threaded needles if in a few colours. You know, a little pair of scissors, a shoehorn. We use shoehorns all the time because, you know, you're doing quick changes and people are having to take shoes off and put them on again. Yeah. Yeah, a shoehorn, you just stick it at the, the back of the heel and they and it allows their heel to just slide straight on in. So, yeah, we use those a lot. And everyone's got their, like, favourite type of shoehorn. I like a nice metal one myself. Okay. Like in your kit, you just sort of have um, some thread and some, um, you know, sometimes yep. the whatever show touring show will they'll, they'll have supplies so you you know you, you'll be able to grab stuff from from the wardrobe staff yeah a torch absolutely a torch some people use a, a headlamp type one yeah like a rock climbing kind of headlamp i don't tend to use them because people forget about them that they're on and <laughs> walk around with flashing their light everywhere it's like headlamps on oh damn yeah i use one that you stick in your mouth chop light bite a, a bite light i mean a lot of people hate them because putting this thing in and out of your mouth and it's a bit gross but if they're clean and stuff mm. you know they're actually really handy or you, or just a torch yeah you know some gaffer wrapped around it that you can bite on and, and hold but yeah or some people use like a little clip-on book light type deal oh okay yeah but yeah you've got to have light because you're in the dark yeah most of the night yeah so that's essential yeah i hope you're enjoying this week's episode join me next week as i chat with a follow spot operator if you're alert you will basically be able to follow anybody until you can not look at your cue sheet the whole show you don't really feel 100 percent. children can be hard and standbys can be hard Moving into pre-production, apart from finding out that you're on this show, do you get any more information about it? Not generally. Dressing crew don't know a hell of a lot. Okay. We'll, we'll know whether we're on a gig or not, and then we turn up day one. Okay. That's different depending on the show. Like sometimes um, they're really nice to us and they give us a, an orientation kind of shift where we'll we'll meet with the touring people okay yeah or, or the head of whoever the head of wardrobe is or mm. whatever crew are with the show and we'll meet them and then we'll just go backstage and orientate ourselves with what's happening up on stage if they're ready to sort of see where how things are laid out so by that stage by the time we come in generally they've bumped in the show wardrobe wise and generally kind of finished installing the set sometimes we do get called in to help with bump in or whatever yeah so, yeah, so they've generally organised things the way they want them by the time we get there. Yeah. And so we just go through and they'll explain how the show runs. Yeah. They'll point out certain costumes and, like, this is in Act 1, this is in Act 2. All right. In your plot, how it's written as, you know, this moment, this costume, that's this, that's what this looks like. Okay. So if we're really lucky, we'll just, we'll be able to go through and then during that shift as well, we'll, we'll be able to kind of walk through our plots which is what I like to do. Like I like to actually read it and and walk it out. Like actually if it says go to prompt side or stage left, go there. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of start physicalizing what you do because I just find that's the best way for me to remember things Mm -hmm. is if I have a journey in my head, like if I have, like I know I go there and then I'm not freaked out by, you know, if you do a side stage change, you see action happening on stage and you're 
you're just fully aware that the show is happening and yep. you're right there within feet of being on stage mm. and it can get a little bit freaky and so I like to just sort of go there to know what where I'll be mm-hmm. and actually cross-reference with okay that says it's this costume so then what does that costume look like go back have a look yep that's when we get a chance to do all that stuff sometimes we don't get that shift though we actually get a our, our first shift will come in a bit early and we'll meet everyone but then we might have a cast doing a tech run so we don't know the show we don't know the costumes we don't sort of know anything so and tech runs are slow as you know yeah yeah so it allows us a little bit of time because they stop and start a lot in tech rehearsals yeah you don't necessarily have a bump in per se the company has generally kind of done the the costume bump in and then you you get there after they've already pre-washed them and and got them ready for the actors to to jump in yeah well, usually that's not always the case, though. Yeah. Because depending on how how many people and what your job is, because like Billy Elliot, for instance, I was local dressing crew. Yeah. And like they they were great, great wardrobe people and um, yep. great company. So things were highly organised and and everything was in their rooms and okay. You know, all we had to do really was kind of preset all this their washing stuff that yep. they get every show. Yeah. For Billy Elliot, I was I was sent over to Melbourne as transfer crew. Okay. So that can be an option sometimes too because some shows are quite technical or that there's just a lot, lot to learn. There's a lot to for someone to pick up in a really short amount of time, and sometimes they just don't have the amount of experienced people with the show like the head of wardrobe or deputy yeah who are touring with the show to be able to teach everything to all the new people yeah so sometimes they'll pick you up from whatever location they've been in last they'll ask you and if you want to do it and they take you to the next location so you're you're in a teaching role basically okay so in that case we did bump in because we were there like we were paid to be there and we were there before the cast were in the theater okay we set things up the way we liked things set up in Adelaide. Yep. And we set them up in Melbourne and then we worked with the new dressers yep. and helped and to taught them, you know, the best ways of doing things. Yeah. So coming off the truck, you get it off the truck, anything that needs washing needs washing and then uh, the stuff that doesn't need washing. Or repairing, yeah. It just goes straight off to the uh, the dressing rooms or wherever it needs to go and then it's good for the, the first tech run. Yeah, all hands on deck kind of ironing and steaming and then you need to get all the costumes to their dressing rooms mm-hmm. or to on stage, on yep. deck, yep. behind the stage or wherever those quick change areas are and then you put them in show order. Yep. If you if you know what that is, like you, they may have all done all that beforehand. Yep. Yeah, so it's really just kind of the setup. Bumping is getting things to performance stage. Yeah. So taking care of any loose ends and doing any prep work that you need to do, like you know, shoes, sometimes shoes need attention. Yeah. Dresser plots, tracks, whichever one you want to call it, what are they and what information is on them? If we're lucky enough to get them, generally we do. Yeah. The plots we get, it can be really daunting because they try to include as much information as possible. Yeah. So they're really comprehensive. They should be. They just go from point to point what you do from the hour call uh, up until the very end. So it'll usually have a list of all the things they start with in their dressing rooms mm-hmm. and then all of your presets. Yeah. So all of the things you need to organise 
sets of costumes that are organised together and, and maybe in certain locations and stuff before the show happens so that you don't have to do it later and they're ready for you when you need them. Yep. So you, you go through all your presets yep. uh, and they can be set in a basket that's placed somewhere or they could be set on a chair yep. or set in their dressing room somehow. And there's other information, I don't know, like water cues and stuff for actors. So you need to fill up water bottles Yeah, <laughs> is another thing you sort of do because sometimes they've literally got seconds, they run off stage and they need, they've got to sing or they've got to whatever, they need water right now. Yeah, You've got to make sure there's enough water for them and put in the right spot. Yeah, So all of that kind of um, nuts and bolts stuff is all on there. And then it goes into the, sh- the run of the show, Act 1 and Act 2, and an interval in between. Yeah, they're really detailed and they tell you what the cue is in the show. So it'll say, you know, a song title or something or a line that someone says, that's your cue. Yeah. Who you dress, what you put on them. Yeah. So what the costume consists of, all the elements that are on there generally. Yeah. And sometimes it'll say how long you've got to do it. Yeah. Or at least if it's quick change or not a quick change. Mm-hmm. So that'll list all of Act One in terms of that's your plot, that's your journey. Yeah. Until your last thing in Act 1 and then there's interval and quite often there's more presets at interval or there's more things that you need to do. Yeah. Basically the same thing for Act 2. Yeah. And then the end of show, so it'll have a schedule on there. Yeah. What your washing schedule is, if it's a long-running show, you weekly you will do certain things on certain nights mm-hmm. and dry cleaning that happens once a week sometimes. Yeah. And bringing in repairs and all that stuff. Plots that are really, really comprehensive are really daunting to begin with because it's pages and pages. Yeah. And it's nine pages of new information that you have no idea about. Like you don't know what. Yeah. And sometimes costumes are called certain things. You just go, what the hell is that? Yeah. They know what the slang term for that costume is, but you've got no idea, you know. That's right. I remember like Billy Elliot, like we had donkeys and boilers. And we just went, what the hell is a donkey? And it's a jacket. It's like a high-vis thick miner's jacket. Yeah. And the boiler is a boiler suit, which is like overalls essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just trying to suss out what the hell everything means. It's a really good idea once you've gone through this, a few rehearsals with this comprehensive plot. Sometimes it's just slabs of information that's just distracting and you don't need it. Mm-hmm. So I like to handwrite my own in a smaller form. I can stick it in my back pocket and I can just pull it out when I need it and reference it. And I don't have this whole A4, nine pages of plot to carry around with me. Yeah. So the quicker you can get to that stage, the better. Yeah, yeah, totally. It would have location where the actual change is yeah. happening, whether it be upstage, yeah. downstage, or in a dark alley. Yeah, yeah. so depending on what, what some of the locations are called, sometimes it's like their little show name for an area. Okay. They might say, you know, oh, the bunker. Right. So you go, oh, okay, well, what's the bunker? So you, you know that that means that. Yeah, it's generally P or OP, which is stage left and stage right. Mm-hmm. And crossover is behind stage. There's lots of language and stuff that you kind of automatically kind of know the shorthand for in theatre. Yeah. So you've just you've got to kind of adjust your thinking to whatever. If you get an American, if you get a Disney show, you know, over, it's always stage left, stage right. Mm-hmm. If we move into tech runs, I guess you're working your way through the plots for possibly the first time in these tech runs. Is that is is that what you're doing? Yeah. We're at the mercy of the mechs, the, the tech runs that are designed really for them, yep. for on-stage crew. Mm-hmm. 
to learn their plots. Yeah. You know, they're dealing with scenery and they're dealing with flies and they're dealing with, you know, big things that come on and off and um, automation. Yep. Lighting effects. Yeah. It's tricky for us. Like them, it's a show we've never done before. Mm. And we get some tricky costumes to deal with and changes that are super fast, yep. like, you know, five-second change. We're kind of fitting around how a tech run would work and they generally work through from the beginning and it's quite slow yep. for a tech run. It's in costume. Mm-hmm. So at least we kind of get a chance while they're working through technically what's happening on stage we can sort of get a chance to familiarize ourselves with what's coming up next it's a little bit of a false sense of security attack run because we go oh okay oh so now we go into that oh okay that's good yeah they might if they're a really nice company and they're there's feeling super generous they might give us our specific wardrobe run of a quick change so they'll generally have a talk talk through so the cast members will talk with us about what how they're used to doing it yep so we just talk about what order they like to put things on and where it happens and all that stuff and then we'll run it and then if there's any issues we'll run it again yep hopefully we'll nail it the first go but if we don't and we have to do it again we should be nailing it by the second go okay beyond that point it's it's a bit of a problem they don't want to spend time on wardrobe Okay. We're used to working really fast and we're expected to work really fast because they, they have a lot of tech stuff to get right. Mm. And especially when you're dealing with stuff that's dangerous and like huge set pieces and stuff, yep. they've got to get that right and they've got to do it safely. So we're a little bit kind of put to the side <laughs> and expected to kind of work around it. But that tech run process is, is invaluable for us because we get to go through the motions of doing it and what it all involves so that when it comes to like a full dress run where they generally won't stop we should be able to go through the show and do each change and not screw anything up yeah all right is tech run the first time that you meet the performers that you're you're dressing yes yeah usually okay we actually were lucky on priscilla queen of the desert because that was a huge show as well that was insanely busy insanely fast they had a lot of quite large costume pieces Mm -hmm. really fast stuff in that and so on that shift that we were brought in like an orientation shift yeah that day they also organized the cast who it involved to come in and go through the so it was for the finale actually i was dressing ewan doidge who played felicia who are one of the three queens, and mm. and they wear like this opera house outfit where they all kind of next to each other, they all go together and look like the opera house. Okay, which like, light up, and they've got these big, huge crinoline hoop skirt hoop dresses. Mm-hmm. They were heavy and kind of cumbersome, and so they brought the cast in, and we just did like a dry run, just off in a in another room somewhere to just put them on them to know how they sat on them and how they did up and. Yep. So that by a tech run, we weren't dealing with that stuff while they were trying to run a, a tech rehearsal. Yeah. So that was really good. So we actually met the cast earlier than we normally would. Okay. But generally, we just meet them on the first tech rehearsal. Yeah. If you like what you're listening to, check out my Facebook page, Unseen Theatrics, for more show notes and links. Sharing education of live theatre. I guess a little quirky question is what's the the quickest quick change that you've been involved in time-wise? Yeah, it's a hard one because um, North by Northwest 
at Festival Theatre, um, which was a, a kind of a staging reimagining of the Hitchcock film, which was a brilliant show. Um, and there were there was only me and the the touring head of wardrobe, and we were the wardrobe staff. Yeah, it was just us. So she was on one side of the stage, and I was on the other, and we just did the whole cast. And they ran off. Some of those were like two seconds because it was like a, a coat change or they grabbed a coat and ran. But it was a whole cast of different hats, different coats. Mm. You know, the ladies changed full outfits sometimes and so they had, you know, several changes, full changes, and sometimes it was literally they had time for a take a coat off, put a coat on, put a hat on, run. So they were in that whole show was insanely fast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of a lot of insanely quick, quick changes. That was that was one of the busiest shows I've ever done. Some good organisational skills. If people are coming on and off stage that quickly, need to make sure that you've got the right hat and coat combination for the person that's coming your direction. And laid out in the right way too. There's little tricks that you work out that they've done before that they, they can say, well, I, I like to do it this way. And you just kind of go, yeah, that's cool. They're used to it a certain way and it throws them to kind of suddenly change that on. Them. So you've got to be a little bit flexible. Mm. And then you just kind of work out that way of doing things. You pretty much set things out the way you put them on. Yep. So as, as you think in your own head, logically, shirt first, pants, shoes, and then top layers. Yeah, and it's, it's generally always kind of that way, unless there's a specific reason why it's not. Like sometimes costumes are tricked up in certain ways, so you can do things in a different order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then you can find little cheat ways of doing things. Sometimes they underdress certain items um, already, so it's un- they're performing with something underneath ready. So they just take a layer off, and they're already in a shirt. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. You just worry about pants and shoes. Yeah, you know, scrunch scrunch the pants down into like. So that you just have the holes in the bottom, mm. so they just dive into those, and then you just pull them up for them, and then they'll they'll kind of do them up while you deal with their shoes. Yep. There's all little cheat ways of kind of getting it done. Mm. Do you do any or many repairs to the costume? I guess it's more stuff on the run. Yeah, gen- generally not major things. Yep. Um, whereas all that stuff tends to happen at different times. There's different working hours for those things. They happen during the day. Okay. No, it's just running repairs. If something's like if you've got a giant rip and you've got no time to, you can't send it anywhere, sew something up really quickly or, or clip it or, or safety pin it or gaffer it. Yep. You do what you have to do to so that they're not, you know, you don't want their butt hanging out of a costume on stage or something. or No. And if you've got time, you know, if we've got time before a show, you know, if, if maintenance have got a lot of work to do and a lot of things to repair, you, you know, anything you can do to help them as well. If it's a simple thing like putting a button on, you just sort of do it. Yeah. What's your interaction with all the other departments in the theatre? You deal with their stage management team yep. quite a lot, especially in the early stages because you've got to sort of organise your work at various points around the stage Mm -hmm. you've got to sort of liaise with them because you've got to know when it's safe and where it's safe to do those things you're dealing with um, automated trucks and things barreling off stage at a certain moment so you don't want to be in the way of anything else yeah we've just got to make sure uh, at the very beginning that that's a set place for that thing to happen and we don't stray from that because because that's also dependent on on other elements working at the same time you cross paths with lots of people that you don't necessarily work with because you're all in the same area 
on deck. Yep. Um, if there's children in the show, you deal with the chaperones. Okay. They'll have a team of chaperones generally. Yep. You generally go through them if you want to change something or you want to work something out because they're the ones that kind of are, are ultimately responsible for the kids. Yep. What about the mechs? Sometimes you're dealing with performers who are in various situations um, as part of the performance, like in uh, Priscilla, his first entrance, he's flown. Yeah, okay. He's in his red latex thing and he got into a frame. So there was a safety officer yep. who always made sure that he was clicked in safely into the harness. Yep. And then once that was done, I had to then put the, the nun habit help him into that and then velcro it up the back so that it was like a breakaway thing that he ripped off on stage okay and then once he was ready with that he was flown up and then kind of across <laughs> and then flown down for his entrance on stage so he flown into the scene as a flying nun yeah okay and then sometimes you cross over roles um where you will deal with a prop okay You'll handle a prop, and so it, it'll be up to yep. you to take that prop off them and put it back at the props table because the props person yep. is not there at that point. Yep. Or you have to move a piece of set um, because there's no one there to do it and you need it out of the way or whatever. Yeah, so if we move into dress run, are you still learning your plot through this time? Yeah, Unless someone's a super brain and like has a photographic memory and stuff, which I don't, I've, I've usually still got my my main plot at that point. Yeah, which doesn't make life easy because it's this giant thing to cut. You know, you lose your place and then you go, oh shit, where was I? And so it's a bit stressful, like all, all of those tech runs until you can get to a point where you can remember a lot of it or at least have a workable, handy, like little cheap plot. Yeah. It's pretty stressful. Yeah. And we're still learning what the costumes are too, like what they look like, you know, because you, you get through one day of tech and then another day of tech, which is the act two, and you've really only done one run yep. slowly with lots of stops. And then you do a dress run where you do uh, you do act one in the earlier part of the day and then at night you do act two and then you'll do a full dress or two full dresses the next day or you do a full dress and you'll have an audience that night right so it's three or four kind of full runs before you you've got an audience in front of you yeah in opera you tend to get more i think because there's an orchestra involved you get like piano uh dress rehearsals yep. until the orchestra arrive but then the orchestra arrive and it's kind of all about them and the conductor mm. so you get kind of more of a run because they're stopping and starting for music reasons Musicals, they tend to run at speed. Even if they don't have the full band there, they'll run to tempo. And yep. So you'll get probably two and a half days. So usually on that third day, you'll get full dress rehearsal and then you'll have your first audience, first preview or something like that. Mm. In the case of West Side Story, we got none. We got zero. We literally did an orientation. Yep. That was one day. And then the next day, we... Had an audience. Right. Our tech, our first dress, our final dress, and our first preview were all the same performance. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't a hard show because it was pretty minimalist and there were really, literally only three costume sets. That was probably the quickest one I've ever done. Yeah, that's a bit quick for my liking. So if you move into a, a show day, knowing that uh, you've probably only been with the show for, for three or four days, how early do you generally get to 
get to the venue? Generally, it's an hour before. Okay. Sometimes you get given a bit more time, hour and a half. And then, you know, it depends. Like if it's opening night, for instance, they might give you an extra half hour because you want everything fully steamed and fully looking to me. Yeah. Or half an hour if it's really quick, if it's not that involved. Yep. But the stand's generally around an hour beforehand. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know it changes between every show. And what's involved in the pre-show checks? What do you do with the costumes? So you basically distribute all of their starting stuff. You move around. If you haven't done it the night before, you move around stuff that might have ended up up on deck, like up on stage, and you need it in the dressing room. So you'll just go around collecting all the stuff and putting it in their rightful place. Yeah. You'll grab anything that's been repaired. So you grab any maintenance and take it to where it needs to go. Yeah. So basically anything that's missing and not in the right spot, you need to then restore it to that spot. Yep. And then you do anything that needs doing, like you shine shoes or you you might steam something, steam a suit. Yep. Do you steam costumes every show or is it just some? Yeah. Some shows you, you you sort of do it as much from an aesthetic point of view because it's wrinkly um, as it is for to freshen it. Okay. You might get a shot at dry cleaning once a week or or even on rotation even longer than that. Yeah. So, you know, we have to deodorise them with, with various solutions and witches brews and then steaming is also an, another sort of good thing to do. It's for their comfort as well as the longevity of the costumes. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, so then... That's a pre-show check. So then during the show, you just follow your plot and hopefully it'll go smoothly? Well, yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Sometimes it's easy to get distracted if you've got lots of things going on. That's why it's really good to be as routine as possible with that particular show because when you've got a lot to do and a lot to preset and a lot to check, you don't want to miss something really important. Yeah, and sometimes that's about professionalism i suppose it's really easy to kind of get distracted when you're having a bit of fun having a few jokes and stuff so you know guilty as charged you know like (laughs) everyone does it everyone makes mistakes (laughs) yeah and then suddenly your kind of head's not really sort of where it should be and you sort of suddenly go you know oh my god and you have to run somewhere because you realize you haven't done a thing that's where your plot's really important i use my plot once I've moved on to my little cheat plot, like I use my original plot to do a lot of preset pre-show stuff mm-hmm. where it's not not the show, r- the running of the show, so I'm not on the fly. It's just like all the pre-stuff. So I'll use my detailed plot for that just so I don't miss stuff because it's really easy to, to miss something little that's really important. Mm. So I guess that's a good good checklist as well. Yeah, exactly, because... um. Uh, like Book of Mormon, for instance, you know, I had I had lots of little bits and pieces of stuff to do pre-show and mid-show, and one of them was to set a waistcoat for one of the actors who played Elder Price. There's a moment in the show where there's a there's a wow quick change moment that happens in the dark with within seconds on stage, and it's like the audience go, "Ooh, how did they do that?" Because suddenly the boys they're, they're just in their Mormon uniforms, and then the light goes out for you know three seconds or something and then suddenly it's back on and they're in pink sequin waistcoats and so there's no time for them to get off stage and back on again and they're still tapping so you can hear them still tapping and dancing with the lights off and then they are in a different costume when it comes on so that's like a you know wow moment and I had to preset Elder Price's waistcoat 
on a piece of the set. So if I forgot that, you know, in amongst the other things I had to do, it's like a little, it's a little thing. Mm. It's just another one of the things you have to get done. And if and if I didn't do that, that whole moment wouldn't work. Mm. Everyone would have done the quick change except for him. Yeah. Okay. How do you deal with an issue if a quick change doesn't necessarily go to plan? Sometimes it's out of your hands because if something's busted, it's busted. So safety pins and gaffer. Mm. Yeah. You just, I think, you know, because, you know, when you're in a moment of panic, if something's not, not working, time in your head, it's, yeah. it's a million things all at once. And in the panic of it, yeah. you just have an extraordinary ability sometimes to get stuff done and think on the fly really quickly um, and you don't even know how you did it. Yeah, it's like afterwards, it's like, oh, my God, how did they get on stage even? Mm. And if if they don't, for whatever, like if it's just if they can't go on stage because they didn't, the costume broke or they didn't get their costume on, sometimes it's a matter of that, the, the performer can't go on stage. But it, it has happened and, like, if you're dealing with an ensemble member, it's not it's it's bad. Like you don't want you don't want a person missing on stage, and it's going to make the show report because stage management are going to want to know why that performer didn't make it. So it will come back on you because questions will be asked, and you know they'll want to know why didn't that performer make it. And if it's something like costume broke, they go, yep. okay, we'll remedy that, and you find a solution. Or if it's I didn't make it to the quick change on time. Yeah, you know if any, things don't go to plan it all makes it into a show report and that's in order to keep track and make sure things are run properly yeah yeah cool if you have any questions contact me via the unseen theatrics facebook page or at unseen theatrics at gmail.com what are some of the ways that you found effective to arrange costumes and get and get the quick change ready for the performer to facilitate the quick change. Yeah, if you can get a if you can get a chair at that spot to do a a chair set. Yeah, it's more on their level, so they don't have to, and you don't get things dirty on the floor. Sometimes you use a drop cloth, so it's like a um, just a piece of you know cheap uh, fabric, whatever material. Calico. Calico, thank you. Yeah, so you'll just put a drop cloth down and that sort of, you know, stages can be quite dirty. Mm-hmm. So that sort of, you know, helps you. And so in which case you can you can kind of spread things out in a way that's really easy for them, like pants. You just scrunch them right down so that the, the footholds of the legs are visible yep. and then they can just literally dive into them. And sometimes oh, we did uh, an opera for the festival, Breaking the Waves, and they, they had to be all these opera singers on a revolving stage that revolved in the dark with us on it, pre-setting their costumes on a revolve. Mm-hmm. So while there was another scene happening, this thing, this set revolved and we went on and they had to get into oil rig outfits, which were overalls and big boots. So they're all done pre-show um, with all the overalls. So the legs over the boots, sort of like you'd wear them. Yeah, we'd scrunch the overalls down so the the tops of the boots were sticking out of the overalls. Oh, okay. And then we'd tie the arms, so it was all spread out, so you could just see the tops of the boots. And then we'd yep. tie the arms at the front, so they're all like a neat unit. So then we just grabbed our 
by the boots with the overalls kind of on them. We just grab yep. two sets or whatever and we go on the revolve and set them and then the performers would get changed in the dark. They knew to expect that every time, so they knew that that's how they were going to be set. They'd always go boots first and then they'd untie the arms and then pull the, the overalls up and get into them and then do them up. And then by the time the revolve had reached the front again, they were done. Yeah, and we we snuck off at the back in the dark. Yep. Yeah, it's just all about sort of pre-setting in a way that's really easy for them to get things on and done up. Yeah. So sometimes you'll put things inside of other things. So you, you put like a shirt inside of a vest. Okay. And with only like two top two buttons undone at the top. So then they put on the shirt and vest all as one unit so they don't have to spend time putting one in the other. Or you'd have like a waistcoat inside of a jacket so they put both on at the same time. Yeah. Um, skirts and dresses for women, like you you sort of call it pulling the dress. Yeah, open it out like you do pants so you just open the dress and you create like a little hole in the centre yep. which they is what the, they step into and then yep. you just literally lift it up from behind and then they get into it. Yeah. So multiple dresses working on a show ever work together to dress the same person yes. and then do you how do you break up the roles and who who's responsible for for doing what luck of the draw usually it's written into the plot that that happens yep because they've already worked out that it, it has um, multiple things going on at once south pacific there was a moment with a performer and there were three of us but it was to get into a full dress uniform like a, a full kind of navy uniform so we had one person on boots one person behind to deal with um jackets a jacket from behind and one person i think it was a wig person who dealt with the hat and quite often that'll happen depending on the complexity of a of a costume yeah and timing of course yeah you've managed to get through the show show curtains come down what what are your post-show duties ready getting ready for the next day anything problematic or dirty <laughs> you take into the wardrobe room and you write them up and make sure the right person gets the note to, about what to do and anything you can do um, which is again also sometimes in your plot but anything you can do to make your pre-show easier the next day you can if you've got time you can get it done you know you still have to wait for cast to get out of their costumes and um, yep. sometimes they're really snappy and sometimes they're they've got other stuff to deal with like full body makeup or something that they need to shower so you've got to kind of wait on them for a bit of time and so it sort of depends on how much time you've got and what you can get done to yeah to help you the next day so generally how long are you around for after the show that can change okay and it depends on your workload so usually it's pretty fast and if and it's usually just kind of you know underwear and things to bring down Mm. that's the the quickest post-show and then the longest could be another hour and a half post-show. Okay. Which it was for one of the operas for the festival. Okay. Requiem, which was Mozart's Requiem. Yep. That they did uh, last festival and that the whole stage at the end tilted up, like forward, up towards the audience. Yep. That went up like a movie screen Mm -hmm. and then the whole thing kind of then tracked back to the back of the stage, like upstage as well. Kind of cleared the stage so the floor then became the backdrop. And as a result, so the whole lot, dirt, costumes, everything, all tipped in a line, like a a line across the stage of soil mixed with costumes and paint and chalk and whatever. 
So our job at the end of that one was to go through all of the dirt and pick out all of the shoes and everything, underwear, everything. Yep. And then that all had to be sorted, washed, cleaned or dry cleaned um, and shoes had to be washed because everything was white. So that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah. If we now move to the final, final curtain and it's, uh, and it's bump out time, how much do you help with bump out and packing things away? Sometimes the company will pay for us to do the entire bump out. So they'll, they'll keep us on post-show and we'll get it all done in a night. So we might go to midnight or they'll literally only keep us around for an extra half an hour. Or sometimes we don't have to do it at all. Yeah. But if we do, we basically do everything post-show that we would normally do, um, washing-wise and all that sort of stuff. And then everything that's up on deck, yep. usually they'll have like racks or, or road cases full of costumes set up in the change area, whatever's kind of up there that is costume related and for the pack down, yep. we then put in the in the lift to down to wardrobe. So, yeah, it's just clearing. You'll just move things around and grab everything from dressing rooms, <laughs> check, double check, triple check, that all the items that you, you knew that you used in a run that are all present and accounted for. Mm. Yeah, and then packing road cases and securing them and getting putting them into a spot where they're going to get loaded onto trucks. Yep. And then help wardrobe pack their own personal kit, like all their road cases and all the stuff that they, they filled the wardrobe, wardrobe room up with. Yep. Emers or irons or, you know, we pull those in boxes. And, so, yeah, it's literally just getting everything that came gone again. Yeah, cool. We won't fix anything. We won't sometimes won't wash things. Or they just want it gone. Cool. Once it's all out the door, probably much like pre-production, there's no post-production for you guys? Pretty much there's not. Working in the entertainment industry and, and being a dresser, what, what has your job taught you? Patience, I suppose. Yeah. I guess in some ways it's taught me not to not to stress out as much, maybe. Yeah. Because things are just going to happen the way they happen and not take things too personally because especially when, you know, you're dealing with performers as well, some things happen under stress that in the heat of the moment and, you you know, we, we don't, we're not always cool about everything. It's always about other things. It's not about you as a person, you know. So yeah, not taking things to, to heart to, so much and realising that every show is a new show and, yeah, every day is a different day. Being able to um, relate well with people because you you sort of understand that anyway in life that you don't know what kind of day someone's had. Yeah. Stuff happens, get over it, move on because, you know, you're far better off doing that because you're stuck with these people for (laughs) a while. Yeah, yeah. Any tips or tricks you could pass on to someone that, that wants to get into this line of work? Like learn how to sew in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. I sort of did it a little bit in life. Yep. It's not necessarily a prerequisite, but sometimes it is required of you. So being able to do just some basic things, operate a machine, operate a sewing machine, um, learn how to hand sew, Mm -hmm. understand theatre, understand the language of theatre. That's just like a given. It's really important to to actually just know what things are called in the theatre environment. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and you can learn those things in doing community theatre or amateur theatre, crew some shows or do something like that if you want some experience because things are generally called the same things. Yep. I transferred a lot of stuff from doing amateur theatre 
back in the day. Mm. I think that's a really, really important one is um, you're going you're to be dealing with people who are talking to you in shorthand all the time in acronyms. So they'll be shouting, you know, OP to you or P or um, wings downstage. Yep. You know, know what all these things are because if you don't know those things and you're also trying to learn a plot and you're also trying to deal with the other um, requirements of your job, you're, you're on the back foot yep. if you don't know where you're going. Yep. The place names, the people, the locations are unfamiliar to you, but you should know how to read a map. Yes. That's just really true for theatre. Yep. I, I knew theatre already, but I, I a lot of, you know, how to dress people or how to be a dresser, I didn't know. You'll, you'll pick that sort of stuff up yep. and listen to the people around you. Uh, yes, yeah, totally, totally. You can get uh, heaps of knowledge from listening to people and even watching other people do do what they do. Yeah, that's sort of another one too. Like it's like... The people that you work for, the heads of department, uh, have done it for years and they've toured, they've probably toured this one show for years and they know it like the back of their hand. If there's something set in place that they tell you to do or it's in your plot, just do it that way. Yep. All right. Well, I think that um, that about wraps it up. So uh, thanks, Kent, for um, for sharing and giving us a bit of an insight into what a dresser does in the theatre world. No worries. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Join me again next week as I chat to a follow spot operator. 